Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Logic is three. Um, I do like logic. This is a white rush more of rappers. Uh, run, it is sad. Run DMC. It's not. It's four. No, I just told you. And ice then five t- is... Ice. Is uh, ice, ice baby? Was it vanilla ice? Who was the guy that sang? I wish I was a little bit taller. He's black. I know. What's his You're, name? This is a white Rushmore. No, this is my rap. This is all time, all all race. Who was it? Who was it? I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a. I can't remember his name. I know the song. That was a long time ago, bro. He's fifth for me. That not guy. Like, Ski-Lo, maybe Ski-Lo. not Ski-Lo, but Ski-Lo. That's Ski-Lo is. is number five for yeah. me. So Ski-Lo. in case you missed it. Eminem. That's awful. Macklemore. This is my top five all time, all race. Eminem, Macklemore, Logic, Run DMC, and Skilo. That is my top five. Argue with you, Mammy. That's- Bro, never weigh in on rap or hip hop again. You like that? Never weigh in again. Skilo at five is sharp. That's a sharp submission. Uh, you lame as hell. Bro, my top five ain't touched, period. Logic at number three? Yeah. He's mixed like you. So I thought he was he's all white. Mm-mm. No, I got it all. Look it up. The dude man. with the glasses? Yeah, he is Pretty bi- sure he's white, bro. See, that's what you want to believe. But he is biracial. He is as biracial as they come. Look it up, man. He's got a song about bro, it. Every I'm song he makes look- is about being mixed. So check in on it. Maybe do some research. But I appreciate you letting me share my top five, and I appreciate you agreeing as well. Worst uh, top five ever. We're going to come back. Rob Doster's going to join us. Will the Tigers be in the top five if they get DeAndre Williams? We'll ask Rob Doster. It's maybe not as crazy as you think. Stick around. Jason and John, already trying to film ESPN. Get a moving company. Trust me, you'll be glad you did. But don't just get any moving company. Hire my friends at Black Tie. 316-6196 is the phone number. They have changed moving in the city of Memphis. When you're moving things, they are pieces of your life, not just things. And Black Tie understands that. They're licensed. They're bonded. They're insured. Their movies are professionally trained. They're on time. They're on budget. They're the best in town. So get on the schedule. Get on the books. 316-6196 is the number book now because it always books up fast. They are busy over at Black Tie. Black Tie wants to take the tour of moving your things out of your hands and make it that much easier for you. Black Tie, move and change and move in the city of Memphis. Call today. Hey, an update. Much anticipated update, Jason, on the FedEx St. Jude Championship right here in Memphis going on right now as we speak. Yesterday, uh, it was kind of funny. Uh, you 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 had uh, spent the all of last week trashing Jordan Spieth and just talking about how he had not really assumed the role of Tiger Woods' successor like we thought he would. And I said, no, 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 Jason, he is going to come in here and have a great week. You remember when that happened? Yeah, kind of went that way. 
kind of. <laughs> no, it was really me. It was really me that that did that. Uh, he actually was the leader after day one yesterday. Jordan yes. Spieth was. He has since uh, lost that lead. He has won over today. Mm. Uh, it is a three-way tie for first uh, in the uh, in the FedEx St. Jude Championship. Lucas Glover, J.T. Poston, and Tommy Fleetwood uh, are your leaders today at seven under. So my greatest contribution to our coverage has been my weather forecast. Told you once the rain got out, it looked like the rest of the golf tournament is going to be, you know. Pretty good in terms of uh, the forecast. I actually got a DM from the Fox 13 guy. No, you didn't. I did. He said, I can't believe this is the dude that's coming at my weather reports. Initially, again, it looked like a rainy week, and we thought, well, this may go into Monday. But that's cleaned up. Yeah, you ain't And no now, something, weather. something you touched on, Mr. Golf Man, Mr. Uh, trying to sound like you know what you're talking about. Farmers. Yesterday, that thing was wet. This morning, there were still big pools of water. Yeah. Eventually, this thing's going to harden up. Those scores go... Go a little bit up. Yeah, Jeffrey told what me I'm it saying? was lift, clean place. That's this style of golf. How many was Spieth under yesterday? He was seven under yesterday. There you go. What is he today? Six. One over. Well, one six over. under, but right. yeah, one He's over one today, over yeah. on the day. So that it's course is changing as things Ch- dry up. Changing. Yeah. I mean, I can't. Yeah, I don't know where you're going to get better golf coverage. Dude, you're like that guy for ESPN. What's his name? We've had him on the show. The brother. That Michael. Comes, Michael something. Yeah, you're him. Colin? Collins. Michael Collins sounds right. I'm going to give you Michael Collins. You are the Memphis version of Michael Collins with the way that you break down golf. He is great too. Uh, I hope he's. Uh, did he? Is hope he? Like, where's name. he at? I mean, I haven't seen him around recently. I wonder if he's in town for this. We should have had him on. Didn't he? Typically, didn't he not come that year? We had him. I know on? he didn't come that year, yeah. but, but that doesn't mean I don't know he that it's come right. every year. But yeah, I think it's Michael Collins. Yeah, that, that sounds right to me. So anyway, it is. It is. That's the senior uh, golf analyst. And I was told yesterday off the air that it doesn't have to be a big name that wins it anymore. That's what I was told. So it can be a smaller name. And there's really not that many small names given the field, I suppose, is the point. Top 70. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, that is your uh, that is your much-anticipated golf Look update. Look forward to your pictures from out there tomorrow and over the weekend. Dude, I unfortunately am, uh, have to wash my cat, so I will not be able to attend. You don't have a cat. I do. Actually, I do. It's a new addition to the family. I just got it last week. So I'm going to have to. Cats bay themselves. Tend to, well, I know, but do you really, you like, you, I have a. Okay, I get I, it. You know, I got to make sure that I'm. Uh, like Riley and all that, you know what I'm saying? Can't take any chances, my guy. So, Understood. Um, anyway, that's your uh, that is your update uh, on the the uh, on the on the FedEx golf uh, tournaments going on as we speak. Hey, I was on uh, Field of 68. Um, we're going to talk to Rob Doster at 125, and a lot of people just can't believe, you know, since I joined up, how much better and more positive the coverage has gotten about Penny. People like have made that comment in the YouTube. You're welcome for that. My presence, right, just automatically makes people say nice things about Penny Hardaway. It's hard to do that when I'm looking at you in the face. You know, they don't they don't have the same energy. Uh-huh. When when we get on there and talk about him now, which we did, it was oh I don't think Penny gets enough credit. Love it. Let's go. You're um, saying you've helped with that. I don't know if it's you know, anything rather I've than done just, or said. Rather than Penny convincing them. Well, fair, fair enough. Yeah, Penny has done a, done things on his own that absolutely. We should thank you, though, is, is how this started. Hey, I mean, I don't want the credit. You know what I'm saying? I just want, I'm just doing me. I don't want the credit. But we did do offseason grades. Like we said yesterday, it uh, starts with Memphis, and it's FAU, and then it's, uh, then it's Tennessee. But for Memphis specifically, Rob gave him an A-. minus. I gave him an A. Just real quick, why those three? Why in that grouping? Why, just, why? It's two AACs, and, and it's not even 
uh, geographically together, sort of like well, what I'm we're seeing with the conferences right and now. I, and I was part of this. The FAU Tennessee. FAU is the biggest, you know, AAC team besides Memphis. Okay, and then well, Tennessee's in the state of Tennessee. So they just. It's they, a weird grouping to me, but okay, he, I, I'm going to get past that. Yeah, well, he 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 said, "Do you want to do like basically the way this worked was he said, hey, we're going we're going to have you on to do Memphis and Tennessee. Do you have a third one?" Like, well, we might as well just do FAU since oh, I was your idea. Do I'm this. familiar. That's why you're defending it. Yes. I'm familiar with FAU. Yeah, I got you. Who would who would you have rather me it's just, done? Yeah, it's, MTSU. Now I understand though. He's having you come on and talk about the two programs in the state. Right. Hey, let's talk about third. You're not gonna pick MTSU. Yeah, okay. exactly. Because that's no, how we got there. And I and then, like, there's actually something to say about Florida Atlantic. Like, they're a top five, top ten team. Yeah. You know? oh, well, I think there's something. To, I think there's discussion to be had. Can they really be a four seed with a non-conference schedule that maybe doesn't lend itself to one? You 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 got what you got last year because you ran CUSA, right? You were thirty. We had thirty one wins and you were still a nine. Uh huh. You know, do that. Again. They're not going to win thirty one games this year. I did see them. So I talk about and what you showed me on the non conference for them this year. They were they were it, they have one more. It's a couple decent ones, but it ain't nothing that's going to nothing like what Memphis has. And that's my point. If you're in terms of a four seed, Memphis has got the better schedule to get it done than than FAU does. Yes. Yeah, they're in that JV Classic with Illinois. Um so I don't know if that means they would play UConn, the winner of UConn, North Carolina. Is that how that works? Like the winner of each game goes to the championship? I don't know how that works. Um, but they could. Yeah, I think I don't think it's a tournament. I think you just have one game. Mm-hmm. So they're just they're getting so a little class. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, a little one off. Yeah, Illinois, which is fine, but it's not. You'd rather be on the other game, which is uh, North Carolina and UConn. You'd rather have played one of them yeah. than Illinois. Um, Again, and it's those kinds of teams. I feel like you got to, you got to win and knock off right. to go get a four seed. Well, Memphis is certainly much better in terms of their non-conference schedule yeah. than than FAU. I'd argue they don't have the non-conference schedule to get to get them a four well, seed. But we'll see. What, and what, they're not going to make the type of run because Memphis ain't just going to lay down and let right. you run through this new AAC. Exactly. I'll say this: like I, I give Penny a lot of credit for that specifically. We probably don't talk about it enough. Um, because the scheduling was was bad when he showed up. I mean, there was like Tennessee was like the thing that we were we were holding up as part of that non conference. That was really it. I think there was a game with Louisville that was expiring, right? Like there were a couple of other random ones that were uh, exiting, and uh, he's basically had to replace. I mean, Virginia is the is is a premier home game, even though they might not be as good as years past. Still, a, still that's going to be a tournament team. You don't brand. have to worry about that. Um, <clears throat> you know, you've got A and M, which is a you know very good team tournament that gets team. respect. Um, Missouri, you just added you tournament know, team. Clemson is a bubble team. You know, yeah, we're hopeful they're going to make the tournament this year. Um, so. You know, VCU, VCU, you know, Ole Miss under Chris Beard. Yeah, these are you know that one kind of you kind of got lucky with Ole Miss there. Uh, you did, but but, but it still counts. Um, so yeah, you're I mean, gonna I, get you're gonna get Arkansas possibly if you beat Michigan. I give Penny and Memphis a lot of credit for the way that they have truly like this is not that different in my view than a Cal schedule. Like this is a very Calipari Memphis schedule. To well, me. you understand. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the twelve precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink. What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You have to do it now more than ever because of what just left the AAC. You have to. No, there, there no aren't, negotiations. There aren't quality. He's had to turn it up because there aren't quality wins to be had in the AAC. You're right. It's getting a lot like Cal USA. Where you got to go schedule like this if you're going to impress the committee, you got to get out of this eight nine slot. The way mean, you do that is with a you know a ten and three record in your non conference that was re- you know one of the best strength of schedules right. non conference strength schedules in the country. Yeah. That is the way you do it. Yeah. And he has adjusted as he usually, he has learned what exactly. I got to do. And yes, he's raised the bar in terms of that schedule. There's not to mention you know, I mean you got to get opponent quality opponents in FedEx form to get people excited. Like that's part of it too. Absolutely. But the major part is you have to turn up that non-con with this AAC. Yeah, like, I mean, if you go back and just pick a random year, for example, right? Like, we know Memphis is playing at least against Michigan, probably against Arkansas if they win. At VCU, at AM, Virginia, Missouri, Clemson. You know, let's just pick a random year, Jason. Let's just go to, you know, 06, 07, Memphis. That was like the prime of Cal. They played uh, in their non-conference at the beginning of the season. Let's see who they had. Arizona. They were at Arizona. They were at Tennessee. Played Ole Miss. Uh, played Kentucky and Maui. But this is very similar to that year, in my view. Like, I would say this schedule is actually better than that because you only had – I mean, you had Maui, so Memphis has Balfour Atlantis to contend with that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have you – have, at Tennessee, Memphis has, you know, Virginia slash at Texas A&M. Then you have Ole Miss. And at Arizona, I mean, I think Memphis is probably going to play more ranked teams in the non-conference in 2023-24 than they did in 06-07, for example. And, like, we had no problem with the schedule back then. We were saying it's a good schedule. So I, I just I wanted to get that out there. Like, they, I, I do think Memphis has made a concerted effort and a successful effort at shoring up that non-conference. And they had to do it. But just because you have to do it doesn't mean it's going to happen. I mean, you have to have cooperation. You got to collaborate. You got to go out and know, okay, which programs are open to it, which ones are not. No, tell them about it. They've been trying to do it with Arkansas exactly. for a while, but they want the neutral site thing exactly. rather than a home and home. Like it's hard to do these things. Yes, but like Missouri to me is a great one because Dennis Gates is on the come there. Yeah, you know, like even though I know they lost Kobe Brown and some other things, like they made the tournament last year. I think he's a really good coach, uh, and he's gonna. They're going to be a competitive team. They're going to be an NCAA tournament team. And that's why his buyout is absurd. I mean, his Dennis Gates buyout is crazy. Really? Yeah, like it's like teams can't pay it. Like that was like to come and get him. Yeah, yeah. he's going to be at Missouri for a while. He's a good one. Good. They need to hold on to a guy for a while. He is a good one. So anyway, point being, um, point being that you know Memphis is uh, you know done a really good job and has put itself in a position. That's why we talk about second weekend because you know you have to sort of know your roster. What can my roster handle? What does my roster need? And they need a very challenging non-conference schedule, 
and they need to get out of the eight nine because they it's it, it's a it's a team that can go far in the tournament. I'll tell you what, I, I feel a lot better about it and about navigating that tough non-con. The fact that you you know initially we thought maybe Jordan Brown just for half a season because academics. But the fact that you've got him and you saw him play you know better in that third game, have a breakout game. He said the guy. No, Penny Hardaway said, forget what we said. You know, he needed to lose some weight, get in shape. Yep. You saw the signs of, hey, basketball's coming back by that third game, realized it was against a lower level of competition. But my point, having him, particularly if you don't have DeAndre, but even with DeAndre, having him for the full non-conference slate, as it seems, you're going to be able to have to do, you're going to be able to do a huge, absolutely huge, because you, you didn't want to be trying to figure that out or trying to, you know, get through this. The, your way out of that eight nine up to a four is a ten and three record, something like that, through this kind of non conference exactly. schedule. Having Jordan Brown help you get closer to the possibility of doing that. Yes. So anyway, I mean, look, we're so Memphis gets an A for me. I mean, A minus A, whatever you want to say. It's it's. I think it's Penny's best off season ever. Um, you know, we probably would have said that about that. we would have said that about Jalen Durden and Monty Bates when that happened. But th- then we kind of know what happened after that. Well, and then it became Kendrick last year. Right, that was a great offseason. Top guy in the transfer portal. That's a great offseason. But look at what you've done here just the last four or five weeks. Right, with Javon Jordan and Jaquan Walton. Yep. So it's it definitely tops last year. Yes. Yes. Uh, so anyway, uh, that uh, that is the score for Memphis. I think uh, the FAU one is posting next week. So I know you were wondering about that. I can't wait. Because uh, you are uh, you are an FAU. Uh, monitorer, if you will, you're sort of like the ombudsman there for FAU. So yeah, I just see holes. I agree with you. I see holes. I agree. In with this you. assumption that they're going to be in a place Agreed. where they can get a four seed with the schedule they're in, the conference they're in. And again, yeah. it's just it's just. I, a, and really, that's sort of an assumption of sort of what Dusty May did in this little short, and they give him Lenardi give. Oh yeah, you've arrived. You're here. I'm going to put no your top doubt. four seed. Penny's got a better body of work. He does. You still got him at seven. Yep. No, I'm with you 100. The better schedule is Memphis. And I, and I think people like, like FAU so, could so, have could have lost in the NCAA tournament to Memphis in the first round, right? They could have. They wouldn't have, but they could have brought back the entire same team, and no one would be talking about. Them. I mean, to the point. To this point, just to, you know, we we we're saying how much we appreciate the fact that Penny's converted some of the doubters that started with him, the Pat Forties of the world. We'll see what happens with Jeff Goodman, all of that. But in the end, it's still you're still giving more credit to a guy that's done less than Dusty May. Exactly. I realize he got everything back, but you're giving more credit, and you're assuming that more you have more belief in that off one year, and that was CUSA, bro. Yep. Yep. Than what you're giving Penny right now. I'm, I'm with you. Uh, now I think a lot of that has to do with this continuity, but yes, I agree with you. Like, I'm I'm not. I'm not there. I'm not all the way there. Like FAU, yeah, forget Memphis. The fact that you got FAU is a four, right, right. John, a four. It's a big leap. It's a big leap. They were just in the eight nine. What the eight nine? Exactly. Game. So uh, it'll, it'll be it'll be something really fascinating to watch. Disrespect. There's uh, there's no doubt about that. Makes for a good race in the AAC, no question. All right, we'll come back. We'll talk about all this with Rob Doster and more. Uh, with him from Field of 68 on the other side. Jason and John, I Turn FM, ESPN. He's been a busy man this offseason going through all the relevant college basketball teams this season and handing out some grades. The latest student that was graded today, Memphis and Penny Hardaway. I happen to be a part of that, uh, of that grading process. I was there to make sure and audit 
and make sure that there was no kind of, uh, you know, discrepancies with the grading. He joins us now. Rob, what's up, man? What's going on, man? Make sure that you let everybody know that when you came there to grade all of these teams with me, I was written out by hand in, uh, in colored markers. Yeah, I had it. I had, yep, I had, I had, I took it very seriously. I had a a Lisa Frank notebook, and I had all the grades written down in big, uh, big bold letters. And for Memphis, we both agreed uh, fundamentally that it was an A slash A minus off season for them. Of course, pending and assuming uh, DeAndre Williams is eligible and gets his waiver. Just from the national perspective, somebody that's not in Memphis. What have you made of what Penny has built in Memphis in the offseason? I mean, I think that he's done about as well as you can when it comes to being able to completely turn over a roster, right? Like, he basically has one, two guys coming back if DeAndre Williams ends up um, getting his waiver, one guy coming back if he does not. And he's found a way to not only build a team that has, like, on paper a pretty good top six uh, he's done it with a bunch of guys that are going to be old. There's going to be veterans. That's what you're looking for in college basketball in 2023, right? You need a team that's going to have guys that are 22, 23, sometimes 24, sometimes 27 years old, and that's exactly what Memphis has. And um, I don't know – I mean, there, there's things that you could have asked, you know, like maybe get all of this stuff done in April instead of waiting until July and August to figure out what your team's going to end up looking like. It's probably easier to get these guys acclimated to each other and, and kind of figuring out uh, how to play alongside each other when you do that. Um, but beyond the fact that, like, the timeline just got pushed back, I don't know how much more you could ask beyond getting a former five-star recruit in Javon Quinterly, beyond getting a guy that averaged 13 points in the ACC in Caleb Mills, beyond getting someone like Jaquan Walton, who, like, on paper, looks like a very good 3-and-D kind of a role player that can do a lot of different things in a lot of different positions for you. So I really like this group that Penny's put together. He, he, Rob, I imagine he probably won't be the leading scorer a la, you know, Kendrick Davis last year. But I got a feeling Javon Quinterly could very well be the MVP of this team. Again, you could argue, you know, DeAndre Williams – gets the waiver, he'd certainly be a candidate for that. How, how important in your eyes is his addition, and, and, and especially in terms of what you just laid out? They've got to get acclimated quickly, with especially with this non-conference schedule with a bunch of new guys. How important is Javon Quinterly in that process? You know, I think that he is kind of – I think he's the most important piece, um, and not just in a positive sense, right? Like, I think that he – if he doesn't necessarily have a good year, I think that things can kind of um, go off the rails a little bit. We know how important point guards are yep. in college basketball, right? Like, you need that. And the one thing we, – we know how talented uh, Javon is. We've known that since he was Jellyfam JQ um, back in New York, right? Yep. And it, we've never really seen him – take that next step to become that all-everything point guard that he's shown flashes of being able to have the talent to be, right? You know, he wasn't a perfect fit um, at Alabama because he's not a great three-point shooter, and that's kind of what Nate Oates needs out of his league guards. He needs people that can make a lot of threes, right? Um, He wasn't a great fit at uh, Villanova just because, like, the, the style that he wants to play uh, was not really conducive to the style that Jay Wright is looking for out of his point guard. Like, he ain't Jalen Brunson. He ain't Ryan Archie Deacon. That's not what he is. That's not what he does well. Uh, I think watching what Kendrick Davis was last season at Memphis should be able to, to give you some positive vibes, right? Like, they do a lot of similar things. I think Kendrick is probably a little bit more talented as a scorer. Yeah. I would say that Javon's probably a little bit more talented as a passer. I don't think anyone's going to sit here and say, hey, those guys are really good defensively. That's what they do, right? 
So I think that there is reason to be excited about it. And I think the fact that there are weapons around him that will allow you to kind of take advantage of the fact that, like, you know, the, the, the passing ability is one of the things that really should excite you about Quinterly. Um, I think it's a good thing. So on paper, it all makes sense. But, like, we got to see it. We got to see him actually do what he is supposed to be able to do. And um, I think that he will. I probably would bet on him trying to, uh, you know, figuring it out. And I think the fact that you have other guys that can be uh, go-to guys on given nights, maybe throughout the season, someone specifically like a Caleb Mills, um, I do think can, can kind of take some of that pressure off of, of Javon. But to me, like, that's where – that's where it starts. Like that's where everything starts, right? Like obviously, no getting Deontay Williams back is probably the most important thing that can happen to Memphis this offseason. I don't think that there's anything Penny can do um, to to be able to make that work. Like it's just he's got to get the waiver or he's not. It's going to be the NCAA decision. Uh, but I think finding a way to maximize uh, the talent of someone like Javon is probably like you need that to work. You need a point guard to be able to be a point guard for your team. Um, and, you know, I, I hope he can figure it out because at the end of the day, if he does, with or without DeAndre Williams, I think that this Memphis team is a tournament team. With DeAndre Williams and with good Javon Quinterly, like, I think there's a very real chance that this is like a top 15 kind of a basketball team if everything comes together. And, and, if, and if it plays out that way, and, and, and we're in agreement, and if it plays out that way and they are a top 15 team, and let's say that they do uh, stay true to that and they, and they break through to a sweet 16, and then, as you know, once you get to the second weekend, anything can happen. How, how vital is that for Penny? Do you think, you know, I mean, I, I do believe that most people nationally have sort of gotten hip to the fact that Penny's doing a pretty good job at Memphis. Um, do you think the, how much does the perception change, change if you think it needs to change? Just – how much is sort of at stake for Penny if he does break through, you know, from a coaching perspective to the second weekend? Well, the only person that doesn't think Penny is doing a good job from a national level is Jeff Goodman. Jeff Goodman's an idiot. I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> right, 100%. Um, uh, no, but, like, the, I, I will say that I think that, that Penny's, the job that Penny has done as, as the head coach at Memphis is something that is very underrated in terms of what, what people have seen, like, with the results, right? Like, well, I've, I've talked about this on the show with you guys before. The, the fact that they weren't an NCAA tournament team the year they, they went to the NIT in 2021 had everything to do with the fact that, like, the COVID scheduling and a couple bad luck buzzer beaters cost them the chance to be able to, to have a profile that showed that you were good enough to be one of the top 36 at-large teams when everybody knew they were one of the top 36 at-large teams, right? That's just one of those things that happens in college basketball. It is what it is. It was a COVID year. It was weird. Give him credit. I thought he did a great job coaching that team. I thought he did a great job finding the answer to the team that had Imani Bates when Imani Bates wasn't working. He kind of cut bait there. He figured out the best five that he had. He built around this big athletic freak that he had in Jalen Dern, and they were, what, like 10 points away from knocking off Gonzaga and finding a way to get to the second round? Like, I think everybody had that as, like, a potential upset, right? There's a reason why Memphis was playing great basketball down the stretch, and that's what the coaching was. That was Penny. I think last year, you know, you think about, the uh, we, we talked about this a little bit, John, on, on, on the, the thing that we did. But, you know, they were, what, like one jump ball, one sprained ankle from Kendrick Davis away from beating FAU. And if you beat FAU, then all of a sudden we're talking about, you know what, you get fairly Dickinson in the second round of the NCAA tournament with a chance to get to the second weekend. Now let's just say 
that Penny's got that second weekend on his resume. And let's just say that the 2021 team made it to the tournament instead of uh, kind of having a hard luck NIT trip. Then we're talking about four straight tournaments. We're talking about you're going farther every year. We're talking about a second weekend trip where you get Tennessee for the right to get to the Elite Eight. Yep. And it's I, I do think that people are looking at it very differently. Um, it's one of the downfalls of being in a, a sport where – um, everybody evaluates you on one like knockout competition, and you are playing in a league where you're not the Big Twelve. It's going to get eight teams in every single season. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how much more you could ask for Penny given the situation, right? And I understand the criticism, like, hey, you're the one that brought in the Monty Bates. You're the one that brought in this freshman. You're the one that tried to play James Wiseman against the NCAA's uh, decision making process, right? Well, yes, all of that deserves criticism. But I think uh, if you look at the actual results on the court. I don't. I think he's done a fantastic job. I think it's going to pay dividends this year, and I think we're going to continue to see uh, Penny kind of slowly build um, that program back into being something that like people are really paying attention to nationally. Last thing on Memphis, uh, Rob, because you sort of you know the history here. Uh, there was a picture Joey Dorsey sent me yesterday where you know Derek Rose is now at Memphis Grizzly. They caught up in the Memphis airport. Joey coming out, going out, and I guess Derek maybe coming in. Um, but we've talked a long time on this show about a reunion of that 2008 team that has uh, amazingly never happened. How much of a priority should that be for for the university to get those guys back together and and honor them properly? Well, first of all, we're not just going to gloss past the fact that you like Joey Joey Dorsey sent me a picture from the airport with Derek. Rose. I mean, like, he did. How about that name drop? You hear that, Jason? He did. How about oh, yeah. that, <laughs> oh, you should have heard him when when Dorsey told him that Derek Rose actually listens to ninety two nine FM ESPN. You said should have seen how Big John's head got then. Oh, man, that's the last thing we need is this guy having a bigger ego. <laughs> hey, um, no, look, I, I, I think that having a connection to past successes is so important um, when it comes to, like, developing the the program itself. You know, if, I think if you look back at uh, programs like UConn, programs like Duke, programs like North Carolina, programs that have that level of success, um, they are always making sure to find a way to get those alums back, right? If you go to any – uh, any UConn, like, Big East tournament game, you go to a UConn game at the Final Four, and there's going to be a 1,000 alumni there that are just showing up. You're going to see Ray Allen on the court after the game. You're going to see Kemba Walker sitting behind the bench, right? Same thing with Duke. Every time that they play a big game, there's a million famous alums all over the place. And I don't know if there's a more famous Memphis basketball player than Derrick Rose. I don't know if there is a more uh, a, a team that had – more attention nationally that was that was a bigger deal than that Memphis team that made it to the national title game in 2009 and the idea that like you wouldn't want to celebrate that group is is kind of it, it's actually baffling to me that they're that's not something that people are trying to put together and, and make a bigger deal you should man it's awesome that, that I mean that team was that team was one of the best teams college basketball has seen in the last 20 years point blank period and uh, I think you should be celebrating that Rob, in this you know changing landscape of college athletics, and most of it driven by football and TV executives, obviously we've we've discussed obviously you know what happens with the college football playoff and how that applies to a Memphis. Are you going to still have a spot at the in the college football playoff for the little guy? Turning it to college basketball was a quick discussion with me and John. I'm curious to have you weigh in. Are we ever going to have to worry about a day where there's no NCAA tournament with the little guy? Real quick, John and I think there's too much. You know, they, the NCAA makes too much money off of it, and part of the tradition, part of what makes it the greatest tournament in the world is having that little guy. And we see that run 
year after year? Are we ever going to have to worry about uh, the big boys breaking off and having their own tournament and TV looking to them and there being no spot for the little guy with the NCAA tournament? I mean, they shouldn't. If you look at the most watched games from the NCAA tournaments over like the last five years, it's always like St. Peter's in the Sweet 16 or Fairleigh Dickinson in the second round of the tournament or uh, Florida Gulf Coast beating up on Georgetown or whatever it is, right? Those are the games that cares about that get the most eyeballs. I mean, those games get watched by more people than NBA Finals it's games. It, it's It's crazy. Now, on the, same, on, on the same token, you have a bunch of suits making all of these decisions for college athletics that, one, I don't think are actually fans of the sport, and two, don't care about anything except money. And you, you're telling me that there are people that are at the Big Ten right now, that are in the SEC right now, that are saying we could get X percent more dollars coming into our athletic department, our program, if we move away from the NCAA tournament, if we break away and call it the college basketball tournament, right, and we don't participate in the NCAA, who's only – the only impact the NCAA has is putting on these tournaments and telling you who is not eligible to play basketball, right? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. one of those things that is just destined to happen, right? Because it's more money for all of these people that uh, love to be able to find a way to ruin the things that are great about sports in this country. So um, I think it's going to happen eventually. I don't know what it's going to end up being, but there's a reason why you continually hear programs like Gonzaga, programs like UConn, and I'm sure programs like Memphis trying to find ways to get in with some of these power conference leagues, right? And, and uh, it just... It sucks, and I'm going to hate it when it happens. But I think that I've just kind of resigned myself to the eventuality that it's going to. Because you got a bunch of people that actually seem like they hate college athletics running college athletics. It's asinine. Yeah. Rob, you're the best, dude. Appreciate the time, as always, man. Hey, John, are you going to talk – if I send you a picture of, uh, of someone at an airport, are you going to talk about it on the radio too or am I not? It just depends on who it is, Who's man. In the picture? You know? I mean, is it like uh, Borzello? Because no – but I mean, if it's somebody that's you know a, a, a relevant to the you know community, absolutely, you bet. All right. I'll, when I do, when I see someone there, I'll let you know. I'm going to send you the picture. I'm ready. Thanks, brother. Thank you, man. Later, guys. Yep. yep. He is Rob Dosser, founder of Field of 68. You want to uh, catch the full video of the uh, Memphis grade? That's up on YouTube on the Field of 68 YouTube. Come back, Jason and John, 92 FM. The Live Love Memphis and Live Love DeSoto groups are hosting another, another one. Go ahead and walk out the door. First time home buyer seminar at Shelby Farms Park. 
On Saturday, August 19th, 1.30 to 3, this is something that you need to be at. It is invaluable, Yep. this resource. Whether you are planning a home purchase or you're just starting to think about buying a home, you'll learn about the home buying process and what pitfalls to avoid, how much home you can afford, how to qualify for a mortgage, loan program specifically designed for first-time home buyers, the housing market, how to take advantage of it. All of that you will learn about at this seminar, and it's free. Shelby Farms Park. Saturday, August 19th, 1.30 to 3. They'll answer any other questions you've got as well in addition to what John's laid out. And to register, you simply email info at livelovememphis.com. They're going to send you a registration link, and everything's taken care of. Feel free to invite friends and families maybe thinking of buying their first home, too. You know Jennifer Carstensen's what she specializes in, helping first-time home, home buyers because she's on a mission to improve Memphis by lowering rentership and increasing home ownership. That's a good mission that you want to get behind. Again, don't leave the doubt and stuff to the side. That's what had me not making the call for years and years. I assumed I would have to sink thousands into my home and even get it on the market. Did all that before I called Jennifer. She straightened me out real good. Didn't have to spend those thousands. She'll straighten you out too. Get you in that new home. Uh, sell the home you're in. If that's the case as well, she'll take care of it on the buying and the selling side. That's what makes them so great. 625-5200 is the number. And again, if you'd like to be a part of that free seminar, email info at livelovememphis.com. Get that re- registration link. It's the Live Love Memphis and Live Love DeSoto teams at the real estate agents. Did you ever come up with a uh, <clears throat> with the D'Angelo Williams, uh, excuse me, the Penny Hardaway of Memphis football? Uh, yes. That could one day be I've the I've come up with the best answer to coach. this. One and day. It is Justin Fuentes. <laughs> no, bro. I mean, like... Yes, yes. Justin checks off a lot of boxes. Mm-hmm. In a way, it is like having a celebrity uh, because of what he did, the way we hold him up. You're bringing him home. He's available. Uh, as you pointed out to me, he was once interested perhaps in the North Texas gig, which is the level you are on now. Realize he's got you know, ties uh, to Texas. All that said, he's our man. We can play play all day, but he's a known commodity in Memphis. Maybe not elsewhere. Right. I didn't work out at Virginia Tech. Some yeah. people said we didn't. Uh, you know, we've talked to him several times since that. Right. Somebody said we uh, we softballed Fuente. Do they know he's a friend? Softballed he lost him. that job at Virginia Tech a long time ago. My God. He's, were, a, he's a friend here in Memphis. I mean, what, what were we supposed We're, to ask right, him? That's what I'm saying. What went wrong at Virginia Tech, Justin, now that we've had you on for a second, third time since you've been fired? So back to the point. If not he, more. He would be perfect. That said, there's a man in the seat right now. So there's a Ryan man. Ryan Silverfield. And listen, I ain't, blow, I ain't throwing out the chance that Ryan Silverfield go out there and have that nine and three year. In right. fact, I'm hoping for it. Yes. Just not so much. For him and his job, yeah. but for the momentum that you currently don't have with the program. Well, there's no doubt about that. And I would say, like, to the people out there, because I've seen a little bit of this on social media, like, if you think that Memphis basketball under Penny Hardaway is comparable to what's happening with Memphis football right now, you're just wrong. You're just you're just wrong. Uh, bowl wins do not equate tournament wins. They just don't. I mean. Correct. Uh, uh, you Especially know, not first responder bowl wins. Exactly. I mean, it's just the truth. I mean, I know you guys won't like to hear that, but Memphis basketball has momentum. Memphis basketball is a brand. Memphis basketball is going to be a preseason top 25 team. Now, we consider and we can quibble about postseason results and should Memphis basketball have done more with the talent that they've had and X, Y, and Z. But the point is that they consistently give themselves opportunities because what? They get talent. Penny always gets talent. You know, I, I don't know if they're – how much talent there is on this Memphis football team. You know, I mean, I think there are a couple guys that, like, 
okay, I could see that happening. I could see them emerging, but the run game is a huge question. They don't have a stud running back back there. Um, you know, the receiving core. We'll see. I mean, I, but I'm not, I mean, I, I think you would lean not, right? If you're saying talented or not, you would say not. It feels like Seth is going to. that kid, Tosky Dove, however you pronounce it. Yeah, I mean, you got a Missouri transfer who, you know. I mean, last year you only had one real weapon, weapon in preschool. Correct. In terms of. Right, you had a couple I'm of. I'm hoping you know, there's more than that. Skates this year, so. and, you know, uh, you know, Eddie Lewis and stuff like that. But, like, it's just like there's not been this one person. You know, there's not been one uh, dominant receiver. Um, so, I think, I think comparing Memphis football to Memphis basketball is just like there really isn't one. Um, you know, if you think that Memphis basketball is doing the same thing, then it's just not. I mean, I mean we have to be honest about it. Um, they're not finishing. Well, I mean, I was, if, Memphis, if Memphis basketball finished eighth in the AAC, buddy, I mean, even Tubby Smith wasn't that bad. Yeah. I mean, am I right or wrong? Well, you're right in your overall point. It is a little bit different in terms of resources and ability to go out there and get that top-notch player. Ryan's not going to be able to do that in the same well, way. That He's got I, more scholarships. He doesn't have the NIL uh, a pop that Penny has, and we saw that obviously. Again, I go back the last four or five weeks after Penny puts out the back call. Uh, you know, look at what you landed. Yeah, that that took nil. Ryan doesn't have the the same pot that said you can win this AAC by coaching up two and three star guys. You can win this AAC by the guys that you brought in the transfer portal, right? Being significant contributors to this team, and so. It, the plight's always been different for football. That hasn't changed. There's less to work with in terms of resources, but we've seen guys win with a lower level of right. player here at Memphis, and you can especially do it in this conference. I truly believe that. So there are differences, but no, John, That's your fair. overall point, absolutely I agree with. Yeah, I mean, I think the talent piece is, like, is yes. like Ryan's having them pulled. Penny can go pull from hell from it's power true. fives. It's true. I mean, you know, he's got the Kendrick Davis, most wanted guy in the portal. Ryan doesn't have that. So, difference there. Right. But, again, I would go back to when you are the coach at Memphis, you have to be able to coach guys up. That that's the It's always been the job here and, and to get the most, and we've seen it done. And Fuente doing it basically allowed Norvell to raise it up a little bit of a level. Norvell then doing it allowed Silverfield to come in here, at least the first couple of classes, John, they were as highly ranked as we've ever had. Mm-hmm. And so it's all on him uh, yes. at this point. Yes, but I would just there say – There are like, no excuses, even with less resources, fewer resources. Yeah, and look, I think Penny – that's why Penny has been opened up to, I think, some some uh, you know some criticism in the past. I mean, there's a lot that there, – there's there's that comes with its own sort of – Burdens, right? There are when, higher expectations yes. for Penny. He's held to a higher standard. What are we talking about? Here? I mean, I feel like Look, until up until this year, we really haven't had much of a discussion about Ryan at Memphis at all. Up until now, you know, um, which is a pretty gracious, you know, I mean, three well, years. To your point, some would say it's still not a discussion. He wins, four, if he wins seven games, right. there's a, is there going to be a discussion? If there's no appetite, there won't be a discussion. Yeah, like Penny doesn't. Penny didn't get that. I mean, it's just the truth. I mean, when, so so there's good and there's both good and bad when it comes to, you know, um, being being the Memphis football coach versus being the you know having resources versus not. Sure. You know, when you don't have resources, yes, you know, you get a longer sort of leash, but it's harder to do it, and when you do have the resources, you get a much shorter lease, but it's much easier to do it. So it's one of those things where you, you know, pick your poison a little bit. Um, but I, I would say the, the biggest difference here is that one program has consistently had momentum, either going into an offseason, coming out of one, building it, however you want to put it, yeah. whether you can say it's manufactured from recruiting, whatever – you know, I I think one has had momentum, one had, just has not. 
one has sort of squandered it. One didn't have it when they inherited the job. One did. Correct. I mean, now it's easier to generate at Memphis basketball. We know that. But these are still facts that you cannot run away from. Um, it is, is what it is. And we can say, I'm sure we can sort of ascribe it to a bunch of different factors, right? I mean, everybody in their life has a reason for the decisions that they make. Everybody has a has a reason for why things didn't go the way they wanted them to go. So, you know, and I could listen to that. But at the end of the day, bottom line business. 100%. And Ryan Silver wanted the job. And you don't get to, right. you know, uh, um, just ride the coattails of the previous coach. You know, and, and, and again, I would tell you, man, Ryan Silver coming in, you're, you're still catching that. Just like Josh, you know, was still able to catch – part of a hot brand at the end and recruit at a high level like Ryan came in you know recruiting class, and these are yours now and you've had them and there are no more excuses for we're young and so hopefully it all pays off for him again I'm, I'm rooting for him he's a good guy uh, the, the, the product has not been uh, quality enough at this point it needs to be right now right. not next year yeah no I I mean, because again, and, and if I'm Laird Beach, that's how I'm thinking. I need momentum with that football program. We're about to go into Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium. It's going to be it renovated, whether it's 100 million, whether it's 50, whatever. We need a good product because we're trying to attract. That's right. We're trying to draw in more, John. Eyes, attention, uh, uh, butts and seats. And look, I, I you don't will, do that with seven and sixes. I'm sorry. I, well, and I will readily admit that I think uh, Ryan's job is harder than. The previous two coaches, like I, I acknowledge that. I think that's true. His job is harder in the sense that he he now has to do it at a time where it's particularly urgent, right? It's particularly urgent to be good right now in this moment. And though you know the I'll other, I'll give you that because with I'll give you it's harder based on how much it's changed with nil and everything, and, and that too, and that piece that's, of it as well. For me, that's the key reason. Yes, nil transfer portal. Uh, on top again, of he inherited a good brand. No, he did. He touched on. I mean, he did. it was up there but, when you but how good we, was it in the sense of like, okay, we're going to be able to get all these different players. Well, what and, you were like 60th in the country recruiting class. All I read was this: Ryan Silver was putting half, it out there. Yeah, this was I mean, the best one you ever right, had. Like, right, right, right. and that was only because of the result of what you were. Right, right, right. That yeah, you I were mean, a brand name that you could sell that. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I mean, I look, I just but you're, it, it is harder because nil has changed right. since. Even Norville. So I mean, I, I am I am a little sympathetic to that, but at the end of the day, you just go back to BLB, bottom line business, and you either produce or you don't. And well, and the way you do that now is by owning the transfer portal, right? You know, it finishing a, a net positive. Well, I don't know if out of that can, transfer portal they can do that. I this mean, I, needs to be the year, Toski Dove, Toski Dove, those yeah, kinds yeah. of guys that you hit on the ones that you bring in. He's from Missouri, right? I mean, yes. we're talking about yes. power SEC, five guys yeah. that should be able to come in here and. And help you out in the AAC. Yeah, look, you, there's no doubt that the guys that you do get, that you do uh, bring in, you have to hit on. You got a damn near bat, you know, 500. Yeah, they know, you ain't forgot freshmen and sophomores coming in here that are ready to help you win big. Well, and, and right again, now. this that, is that's a, it's a new world. We it could be the last the, year of Seth Hennigan, you know, so we don't, we, we, that we don't know. I mean, he could, go, he could always go somewhere else. He has not used that transfer. So you have to sort of treat it like the, the you know, it's urgent. It's an urgent time. Um, Wouldn't mind seeing his backup at some point, just to see. Well, what, you, what you, uh, just you, to see what you got. Be careful what you. I wish know, for, I know. Bro. I'm saying it could very well be worse. It could drop off a. Uh, 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 it, it could drop off considerably right. after Seth Hennigan. But come on, I mean, uh, <clears throat> Seth's not. A, <coughs> excuse me, he's not an NFL guy, so we don't you know necessarily. Well, but Brady wasn't either, and he was still great. But people didn't like him. No, Brady had weapons. People booed him. 
People booed Brady. And, and uh, does Seth? I don't think so, really. Seth has never had a run game. Seth has never had uh, – He had Calvin. And he's had one weapon. He had one. And Priest he and, was a weapon. And guess what? He, he hasn't had the weapons that Brady I mean, had. In fairness, he was a true freshman then. He was a true – I understand fre- that. And, and he and still had him. a good year. Mm-hmm. You know? And Calvin had a good year. So if you ever gave him, you know, a guy like that, again, then it feels like he would take off. This this Memphis offense could absolutely take off. Maybe that guy's on the roster now. But, uh, you know, we, we, the only way we can we can know is by finding out. Helps getting home run plays out of the run game. Be nice to see that again absolutely. here at Memphis. That was Memphis football in that run. Yes. I mean, as much as you were talking about Riley Ferguson and Brady White, it was the run, run setting up the pass. plays out of the run game, yes. Every time. I mean, we know the guys. Going to do it for us today. Thanks to Rob Dosser for joining us on the show. Thanks to Anthony Sane as well. Gina and Jeff are up next. Don't miss it. For Jason, I'm John. We're gone. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 